You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 24th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by G. Scott Sr., of course, the father of Ohio State's G. Scott Jr. I know the listeners needed me to point that out, right? And Mr. Scott, I'm hearing that a lot of people are calling you the Buckeye Preacher. I like that. You like that (laughs) nickname? And uh, tell me more about this. You you know, first of all, man, uh, it's good to be on your show. Happy Monday to you and everybody, all your bucknutters, right, that's listening right now. Um, The Buckeye Preacher, here's why I like that. Because my grandmama and all of them always said, even as a kid, that one day I'd be a preacher. (laughs) Well, you know how the deal is. You guys listening right now, you know the plan. You always got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Well, I didn't end up becoming a preacher, but uh, if, if, if somebody wants to call me the Buckeye preacher, well, man, I would love to come on here and spread the Buckeye gospel and good news, because that's all you'll get from me. You will always get a way for me to twist it into how does this relate to all of us and how can we make life better because of it? And you have been christened the Buckeye preacher. I love it. It's going to stick. There the Buckeye preacher. <laughs> I love it. All right, so much to get into. Matters of business here. NIL is going to be coming soon. Name, image, and likeness. Now, I don't know when it's going to be coming, but it's going to be coming to Ohio State. I know the South seems like they're a little bit of ahead of us, uh, shockingly. But I'm curious to get your perspective as a father of a player, how you think this is going to impact recruiting in college football and how you think this is going to impact college football in general. Well, it's going to be a huge impact, right? An impact that we don't know what it looks like, right? Sometimes you say you want that, right? As a parent of a student athlete, as someone who has said in the past, there needs to be a little bit more, um, if you will, compensation for these athletes that are working hard throughout the country. But I gotta be honest with you, and it doesn't matter what I say, but it's kind of nerve wracking a little bit, right? Because again, like usually when I, as a father, am giving advice to my son, I'm usually, parents listening right now, you're usually giving these nuggets of advice based on either your experience or experience in the past that you've known of. Well, Brother Dave, there's nothing that we can draw off on coming soon. Like, we don't know what this is going to look like. We don't know what this is going to do. Is it going to cause, you know what I mean, dissension? Is it going to cause jealousy? Is Who knows? None of us have the answer to that. And I remember as a kid, sometimes my mama wouldn't let me eat in my room, right? Well, maybe if I had that same rule, I'd probably lose a little bit of weight. If I didn't eat in my room, sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for. So, look, it's exciting on one hand, 
I think it's nerve wracking on another. I think parents might have might be nervous, anxious. I think coaches might be nervous, anxious. I think administrators might be nervous, anxious. So that I'll sum it up with that. I think the NIL going forward is a nervous, anxious energy with a little bit of excitement to sprinkle on top. That makes perfect sense from a parent's point of view. I'm curious if you talk to your son. I imagine the guys, the players, are very excited about this. Can you give – I don't want you to tell too much because I'm asking you to repeat conversations you've had with your son, but as much as you can tell us, I imagine the guys are really excited about this, G. I, I mean, yeah, they are, right? And you know, there are, they are as excited as anybody in the country when it comes to, hey, boss – can I get a little raise? Right? We all want a little bit more. I've never met anybody that goes in on a Monday, May 24th, 2021, and the boss says, you know, you've been working hard. Here's, here's a 10% raise. No, thank you, boss. I don't deserve. No, nobody says that. So, yes, my son and his friends, for sure, they're excited. If I... I was, let's just say I was the NCAA and I was in charge and I was able to make, if you will, um, some decisions on this. I think the first thing I'd start off with to help things out, I would start off with increasing the stipend that these student athletes get. I'd start with that, right? I, 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 because again, we don't know what this is going to mean, right? We don't know what happens when, like, I've seen what happens in the pros when pro players pocket watch. And for those listening at home, if you don't know what pocket watching means, that means when you're counting and watching the pockets of your teammate or somebody at your job, right? So you're always looking and seeing what the other's doing. So I've seen some of that jealousy in the pros. We don't know what it's like in college. So we'll see, man. It's it's, it's exciting. It's nervous. It's anxious. It's going to be wild. It's the Wild West. um, And it's going to be the talk of the summer, I really think, in college football, name, image, and likeness. And if that's not the talk of the summer, it's going to be the transfer portal. Um, College football free agency has arrived. I'm really curious to get your take on this. Um, I want to get into pros and cons. Let's start yeah. with let's start with cons, I guess. What are the cons from your perspective when you look at the transfer portal and guys being able to transfer one time without sitting out a year? I think the cons are really simple. I think it's, it's an extension of being recruited all over again. See, I think there are a lot of people that still like to be recruited. Hear me out. Now, here's the cons. And what I mean by recruited, I'll relate the transfer portal to divorces and separations in marriages, Brother Dave. And here's where I'm going with that. Sometimes you have Larry and Mildred in the neighborhood, right? And, you know, Larry seems to, all of a sudden, we hear about them getting a separation, a divorce, if you will. Well, if it was easy for Larry to leave, then maybe that's why Larry left. We don't know. And see, that's the truth of the transfer portal. Oftentimes, Dave, we don't know 
what really is going on. We don't know the story. The only story that we can tell is what happens with our own families and with our own children. Every story is case to case. So back to the cons of the transfer portal, it's the same cons that happen sometimes in marriages and things like that. What ends up happening is that sometimes it would have probably been easier to work through some of those things, right? So these are some of the cons. Again, let me repeat, this is not all the time for all cases. We don't know what all cases are. You're asking me the cons of the transfer portal. And the cons of the transfer portal is, is I do believe that there are times that some run or go when things get tough and things get hard. And what I brought up and what I meant by the extension of recruiting, right? People liking to be told, you're so great. It reminds me of going back, and I like, I like to use a relationship type of situation. Dave, sometimes there might be a couple that's together, right? And then the one, the one, party, one party goes out to the bar or to hang out. And while they're out there, they get a lot of attention. And a lot of people says, hey, Dave, you look fantastic. You look phenomenal. You look great. I don't care what you say, Dave, but I love that type of attention. That would be great. It's good for the ego, if you will. Because sometimes when you're home in that relationship, you might not tell each other that you look that great all the time. Sometimes you might go about two or three months without telling your significant other that they're beautiful, right? Well, that's what happens in college football, right? The, the recruiting period is over. The we love you and oh my goodness, you're going to be so great for, our, for our, our university. We can't wait to have you. And then you get here, when you get here, it's almost like you're in the marriage. So maybe the position coach hasn't told you you're beautiful in a while. Maybe they haven't told you how much they love you. So therefore, what ends up happening, the single life transfer portal kind of looks inviting to go out there, keep hearing that. But you guys listening right now, you've heard the old saying, sometimes it ain't as good as you think. So on one hand, you're getting all these compliments that you look great and you look all those things, but man, you know what it can get real? Holidays. Ain't nothing lonelier than being lonely on the holidays sometimes, right? <laughs> so let me bring it all together. I want to stay with the cons, brother Dave. The cons are is sometimes some of these kids and I call them kids because that's just how I, I, I look at them as kids. Some of these kids, the cons of the transfer portal might be leaving situations that they think they're running from. And actually, it's sometimes you didn't run. It's in your suitcase. You took it with you. Right. So sometimes it's hard for you to recognize what's really going on with you as the player because of all of the outside noise, Twitter, your friends, and you should be this, and you should be starting, and you should be All-American, and you should be all those things. And you know what? I should be a millionaire, but I ain't, Dave. Why? Because sometimes, man, that's life. Everybody can't be a millionaire. Everybody can't be a starter. Everybody can't be a college All-American. Sometimes you just gotta be and figure out what that is. So that's the cons. 
I love that analogy comparing the transfer portal to marriage and being single and all that. That is just completely on point. All right, let's get into pros. Obviously, if you're a player, you like this because it does give you some power, the more empowerment to the players. And it's a one-time thing. If you do it once, you can't do it again. You have to sit out. Uh, So in that respect, I like it. You know, I I like it that the players have some power here. What are the pros that you see from the portal? I think the pros are is, you know, these were 17, 16, 17 year olds, sometimes 18 year olds making a decision, right? They are making a decision to go cross country or they're making a decision to go as be, be at this school. Sometimes that decision was predicated on the relationship, maybe of one position coach or the relationship of a recruiter, right? Or um, you might've went to the campus and you might've had, you might've had fun on their recruiting visits. Some of these decisions and the reason why you choose to go to a university, that sometimes might be a reason to say when you are a year older, two years older to say, you know what? I've grown, this is not where I wanna be. This, I didn't make the right decision for me. I want to go elsewhere. And Dave, brother, I'm telling you, that's, we got to understand, that's possible too, right? That's possible that you can make that decision. Sometimes kids, families will make a decision on college based on, okay, let's look at the position group. All right. All right, got a junior here, got a senior here. Okay, chances are you could get on the field. Sometimes people make decisions to go to a university based on how fast they can get on the field. Am I saying that's a problem? No, I am not saying that's a problem. What I am saying is, and the pros of it is, if you did make that decision based on getting on the field fast and you don't get on the field fast, then that might be a reason that you might transfer, right? And so I'll say this last thing on the transfer portal. If there's one favor I'll ask, Brother Dave, from everyone that views it, have empathy and grace when you see it. Because on one hand, you can't say, ha, 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 Look at him. He's in the transfer portal. And in the next minute, say, Ooh, we, I hope we get this player from the transfer portal, right? You can't, you, you can't have it both ways, right? If you don't criticize someone that's jumped in the transfer portal and then praise someone that you get from the transfer portal, I hope that makes sense, right? The same thing back to the relationship with Larry and Mildred. By the way, if there's a Larry and Mildred listening, my deepest <laughs> apologies. I don't mean no harm. But, but Larry and Mildred, we can say that the reason why they're getting a divorce is because Larry doesn't do this inside the house or he leaves the toilet seat up. We don't really know what's going on with Larry and Mildred. So what we need to do is let's have empathy and grace for let's wish them luck either way. Right. Whether, no doubt whether about you it. know Larry or whether you know Mildred. I mean, this is what I tell people when they grouse about the portal. It's like last time I checked, and it's it's going to get crazier. I get that now that kids don't have to sit out a year. But Ohio State's been pretty fortunate that guys have gotten waivers. 
like a guy named Justin Fields. He worked out pretty well. Now, Trey Sermon had graduated, so it didn't matter. Jonah Jackson had graduated. I mean, those were three fantastic gets with Justin Fields being the crown jewel. It's going to work out better for Ohio State than it will for most schools. I make the same argument, G, with name, image, and likeness. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, you live in Seattle. That's a bigger town. We got a lot of Fortune 500 companies here, and not just Fortune 500 companies, a lot of companies in general. And Buckeye football is king here. You worry, if you're worried out there, Bucknutters, like this is going to hurt Ohio State or maybe it won't help Ohio State as much as others, I would submit to the court, this will help Ohio State, name, image, and likeness, and it will for 99.9% of the schools out there because it's the biggest game in town. We've got a lot of businesses, and everybody loves Buckeye football around here. So I'm with you, man. Yeah, real quick, wait, wait, yeah. you, you brought back up the NIL. Let's go back to that for a second. And I was listening to you talking and you saying the Fortune 500 companies here and it'd be good for these players. And then I know it's some players and families thinking like, oh, my goodness, that'd be extra money. That'd be great. That's cool. That's cool. What happens? What happens when you, Dave, or me go to our favorite restaurant and eat? Has there ever been a time that you've overeaten? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So, <laughs> so my brother... When you go, hear me out, ride with me now. When you go and you overeat, sometimes your motivation to do something after hmm. is less. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I see before, before I was eat, getting my food here, now I'm getting my food there. Before, I used to work out a little extra. Now, I got some, you, you see where I'm going? Yeah, I right? do. And, good point. And, and again, good point. I'm, not, I'm not saying this to anybody else. I'm just talking to you guys about how I view it for my son, right? I don't want my son to overeat. You, you guys understand the metaphor I'm using with the overeat? Yes, sir. I don't want him to overeat and get a little lethargic, a little that's less a motivated. That, that's a fantastic point and one that I really didn't think about, to be candid. I mean, I guess I thought about it a little bit, but I, you know, these guys are, a lot of these guys are driven to get, make the NFL. But you're right, man. That's a great point. That's a great point, one that I really didn't consider very heavily. All right, I want to move on. I want to ask you about this. Okay. It's been a... Crazy 14 and a half months, to say the least. Um, what do you think are the biggest lessons that we learned from the pandemic? People. People. We have now, Brother Dave, realized how much people matter. Other people. Let me explain. I was able to go to the shoe last year to see those Buckeyes play. I got to see football in the shoe. Dave, I got to see football in the shoe with my son on the Buckeyes while me and my family watched the game. So technically, right, I shouldn't need anything else. It's the Buckeyes. It's my family. I should need nothing else. Then explain to me this. Why is it that I miss the other 80 to 90,000 in the stadium. Because that's a microcosm for what life is. Life truly is about people. The shoe 
ain't the shoe without the people. Was it a game play? Yes. Was it the shoe shoe? Mm-mm. Not at all. Right. So this pandemic has made us realize. Yeah, there's been some arguments, if you will, and there's been some heated exchanges and debates on social media and this side and that side. But in order for us to truly get through this pandemic, we had to count on others because check this out for a minute. No matter how safe that you might be during this if somebody, a stranger you don't know, did not practice, if you will, the same thing, it could impact you. So what I've learned through this ordeal that we've gone through is people, other people, strangers, we don't know, community, Buckeye groups, fans. You know what? The brothers and sisters outside of your house and outside of your family, outside of your comfort zone and bubble, they matter to you more than you think. And if you don't believe that, then give give you and take the example I gave you about the shoe. Brother Dave, how many times did I see you at the shoe last year? I never saw you. Not at a game. I saw you when you were speaking Buckeye Preacher, which the more I think about it is such a perfect nickname for you. Um, I did see you at the rally, but I saw you at zero football games zero now right so i mean like again let me repeat i was there but i was missing everybody have you have you ever been to a nightclub before in the daytime and said oh man is is that what the place looks like oh that's terrible or even or even better you know how many times i've been in a nightclub and they turn the lights on and the person I'm dancing with looks at me and says, ooh, that's what you look like? So, again, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes man, you just don't know. <laughs> oh, I do want to ask you about your son. Um, the move to flex tight end, I know it was Richard, Richard Sherman approached him with the idea and he approached the coaches. You know, Tell the listeners about that. I, find, I think this is going to be a great fit for him with G Jr. moving to flex tight end. Well, man, it, look, it was a great, great transition first that, that that happened. I loved the way he handled it. It was a lunch. Make a long story short, it was a lunch that both Richard Sherman and I had together. And then talking that, he started to bring up the tight end to me, why he thought tight end would be great for him, explaining about the future and what the game of football is going to be looking like five years from now and how it's going, it's just changing, how it's changed just even over the last previous five years. So when I took it to my son, it wasn't, hey, you need to do this. It was, hey, I'm sharing with the conversation I had with, with Sherm. And as a matter of fact, I actually had him call Sherm himself so he can get the information from him and get the, the real reason. You know, I don't want, sometimes you don't, you know, I'm my information, I might not give it accurately. So he called Sherman up. And then after that, he uh, he went to his position coach uh, first. And then after his position coach, he as in Brian Hartline, uh, made sure he let him know what he was thinking first. And then from there, uh, that went to uh, Coach Day. And then from Coach Day, you know, sitting, thinking about it and everything. And then I think that's where the tr- – happened so I just love the smooth transition that happened with it I loved his approach uh, to it 
And as far as the excitement, man, look, the excitement is there, Dave. And I think it was Warren Buffett. I think it was Warren Buffett that says, what you're doing right now are going to be the results in three to five years, right? Your actions, what you're doing, how you're behaving, how you're life, your thoughts, your actions, what you're doing now, today, will happen and manifest in three to five years. So I tell my son all the time, what he has done three to five years previous to right now, it's what's happening right now. And to embrace and love what you're, you know, the part that kind of, um, that happens in the college football. And I'll, I'll kind of bring you Bucknutters and fans out there. I'll kind of bring you into some of the thought and some of the things that are thought about sometimes when it comes to, let's just say my family or things is you might have a plan and you might be working really hard. Let's just say my really hard to just be the best player that he can be for the Buckeyes. But then it's hard when you start to, you know, you look at social media and you see things and they say, oh, you know, he's not playing enough. And, oh, I thought he was going to be good. And I guarantee you he's next in the transfer portal. All of those things get said, right? And as a father, right, or anybody, any family member, I think that we all try to equip our children with and this could be football this could be school this could be band it can be anything we try to equip them with stop equating success to what others say your success falls on you looking yourself in the mirror and saying i did the best that i could We've all had times in life, Dave, where we are disgusted with ourselves. And you've been there, people have been there before where you can't even look yourself in the mirror because there's disappointment. And I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I just wanted to explain the transition. The biggest transition for my son, specifically this year, is not the move to tight end. The biggest transition for my is to want to be better than he wants compensation for what he's doing. Compensation can be NFL. Compensation can be college All-American. Compensation can be starter. Compensation should be could be touchdowns. When you want to be better then you want to have comp- to be compensated for it. That is the true definition of truly wanting to be great. It's the reason why some of these players are so good, right? What, in my opinion, you want to know what made Justin Fields so special to me? Yeah, we saw him on the football field. We saw what he did against Clemson. We saw him take that hit, and we thought it was over. Then he comes back, and he does the same thing. But isn't it interesting, Dave, that it was before all of that 
in the time when they said that the Big Ten was not going to play football. And this, you mean to tell me this quarterback, this Justin Fields guy, instead of calling it quits, which he could have. We were in a global pandemic. He could have called it quits, went back home to Georgia and said, you know what? There's COVID going on. There are people dying throughout the country. Medical doctors are saying it's not safe. I'm just going to prepare for the draft for me. That ain't what he did. This dude sat there and fought, fought, not just for himself, not just for his teammates, but for Buckeye Nation. Like, for Buckeye Nation, I will be a Justin Fields fan forever for that. I'm with you. I mean, I, I say unless they're playing the Bengals, maybe even if they're playing the Bengals. Now, nah, that's going to be tough to root against the Bengals. I'll be rooting for Justin Fields. I'll be rooting for the, the Bengals to win like 49 to 48 or something if they play Justin Fields. The Chicago Bears are my second favorite team, and I do think he's going to buck the trend of us not having a great NFL quarterback. I really think he's going to make it with the Bears, and that was an absolute steal. Even though they had to give up a lot, still, for him to fall to 11th, it wasn't like you're trading up from 20th to number one, and then you would have to give up everything, so... I love it. All right, I've kept you way too long, but I, I want to get you out of here on this because I know everybody listening to the show that loves recruiting is going to be mad at me if I don't ask you about JTT from right there, your neck of the woods, same high school as your son. This is just me spitballing. I just feel pessimistic about it. What's your vibe with JTT? I think the vibe is, is that he is truly, he and his family are truly doing what's best for them. I think that they are crossing T's and dotting eyes, and some set might say, well, that's not normal for them to maybe extend their decision this long, or it's not normal. Let's be real, everybody. We have not had normal in 14 months. <laughs> we have just dealt with something serious over almost a year and a half. So I'm quite sure that if we didn't have that, Maybe a decision would have been already been made. We know the recruiting stuff and visits have been extended, extended. And if you have the opportunity, like JT does, to have universities wait for him to make a decision, that's to be, you know what I mean? So th that'd be great. Uh, I do, I have heard that he's going to be making a visit out to Columbus and everything. And so what I've done, you know, and I haven't talked to, uh, the family in probably about a month. And when I do talk to them, I try my best to not talk recruiting, right? I mean, that, that's the, that, everybody's talking recruiting with him, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I doubt that he could probably wake up or that family could wake up in a day and somebody say, hey, so uh, what, what are you guys thinking? You know, um, and then, and no matter what they say, Here's a game about recruiting. No matter what they tell somebody, somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, I talked to the family and, uh, yeah, I I'm kind of thinking, right? So I'm going to be careful with what I say, and I don't know anything. And so uh, I'm wishing them all the luck. Would I like for them to be Buckeyes if they hear this podcast? Uh, absolutely. Please come and be with the good guys. You know, I call us the guys for a reason. <laughs> The Buckeye Preacher, Mr. G. Scott Sr., it's been an absolute pleasure having you back on the show. I really appreciate it, my friend. Man, thanks for having me, bro.
Thanks again to G. Scott Sr. for his wisdom. Thank you to all listeners for tuning in to the show. We appreciate that very much. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. For drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.